out. I struggle with this because there are some hard, hard scriptures in the Bible. And uh, this is one of them. And so I've been walking through uh, just some hard things that Jesus said. And, and I promise you, I'm not going to bring you down. I'm going I'm to I'm make you happy, hopefully at the end. Uh, but Luke 12, 49, Jesus says something really, I thought it was a bit harsh. And, and Auntie says, I came to set fire to the earth, and I wish it was already on fire. Now, now uh, uh, theologians debate uh, the word fire has always been equated to the Holy Spirit. Uh, remember when the, the Spirit came down in the upper room, the Bible says that there were tongues were like fire, and, 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 and you know, so that fire has been equated to the Holy Spirit. But it's, in, this, in this case right here, he's talking about judgment. Fire is also judgment. It's the cleansing uh, property that God will use to cleanse the earth. When uh, Fire cleanses things. Fire, fire makes things that are long-lasting, like metals and things like that. It brings out, it takes away all the impurities, and it brings out the pureness of, of an object. So fire is, is right here. It is not talking about the Holy Spirit. He's talking about the judgment of the earth, and he says, how I wish it was already here. If we look at, if we look at, now, now stay with, who's doing, uh, Juan, you got it. Juan, go to Isaiah 66, 16, then we'll go back. We're going to do this one very slow. I'm going to do this kind of more, show my theological side more than, I, more than preaching this. If we go to Luke, Isaiah 66, 16, it says this. The Lord will judge the people and will punish them with fire and his sword. There will be many people that... The literal translation means that will be killed by the Lord. Yeah. I don't like that. Second Thessalonians 1 and 8. It says, he will come with burning fire to punish those who don't know God. Those who refuse to accept the good news about our Lord and Savior. Now notice what it doesn't say. It, it says, he will come with burning fire to punish those who do everything right. It doesn't say that. So that's, you, everybody should have said amen on that one. Amen. Because he's not saying that you have to be perfect when I come. It says, I came to punish those who refuse to accept the good news. Amen. All right? That, that's the, that's the, the, looking at the bright side of that one. And then in Luke chapter 3, then we'll go back to my original text. Luke chapter 3, verse 16, John answers, answers it says, he says, this is John the Baptist, I baptize you with water, but there is someone coming later who is able to do more than I can. I am not good enough to be the slave who unties his sandals. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and with fire. And then if you look at, at verse 17, it says the, the, the tool, the shovel, or the pitchfork he will use to sift the wheat from the husk is in his hands. He will clean out all his, all his threshing area and bring the wheat into his barns, but he will burn the husk with fire that can't be put out. Hmm. And I'm like, man, uh, um, 
Jesus, God, Holy Spirit, you three, you three, you three. This is tough. Because Jesus says, I came that you might have life and have it more abundantly, right? Mm-hmm. But, but then, and he, and he has. But if we go back up, Auntie, we go back up to Luke 12, and it says, I came to set fire to the earth, and I wish it was already on fire. Mm-hmm. Verse 50 says, But I have a baptism to undergo, and what constraint I am under until he, it is complete. He says, but there's a kind of baptism I must suffer through. I feel very troubled about it. But before the fire comes, there's this baptism that I have to have. And man, I'm struggling. Jesus says, I'm I'm, I'm struggling with it. What he's talking about, he's talking about his crucifixion. Man, I'm trying to be so careful. Because I I don't want to point. Let me, let me, let me, let me, let me look at it like this. Jesus is the only founder of a faith or a belief or, or a religion where he, he, he doesn't claim to know the way to God, he claims to be the way to God. Yes. Uh, think about this. Jesus talked about himself a lot. Most people who talk about themselves aren't appealing. I, I was telling them th- uh, Thursday, imagine if you go out to dinner with someone and then you sit down on your first date and then you guys are getting ready to enjoy dinner. And then he's, he interrupts you and goes, well, okay, enough about you. Let's talk about me. Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Jesus says, some, some, he has, a, he has a, he's not a self-centered man, but he did have a self-centered ministry. You got that? Yeah. He's not a self-centered guy at all. And you know, he always gave glory to the Father. Yeah. But my thing is, his, think of, he would say this. He says, uh, uh, if, if, if you don't love me, your life won't matter at all. What kind of controlling, self-centered? <laughs> he, he says, if you don't love me, your life is condemned already. If you, it, 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 it says, in the last days, if I don't know you, if me and you aren't in love, then I don't, I, you're not going to get in. He, he told the rich young ruler, look, you got to love me more than you love all your money and everything. He told people, you got to love me more than you love your mother and father. Uh-huh. Jesus, you are kind of self-centered. <laughs> and Jesus is going, hey, it's all about me, but not in a self-centered way. It's all about me to get to him. Hallelujah, somebody. Yes. It says, he says, man, I'm, I'm so important to you. So imagine you're on a date. I'm so important to you that if, 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 if your hands offend you from loving me, cut them off. If your eyes offend me from loving me, pluck them out. And you'll be sitting there going, man, I hope he asked me out again. <laughs> <laughs> he's so nice. He's so, he's so thoughtful. <laughs> and here's Jesus going, man, I, I, it, hey, hey it's, it's, uh, it's all about me. And I'm thinking, that explains, he says, there is a, there's a kind of baptism that I got to suffer. Now, now, I'm slowing down. Now, if you go to Mark 10, auntie, we're going to go back to Luke in a minute, but go to Mark 10, verse 35. Let me show you the baptism he's talking about. Mark 10, 35, then James and John, come on. 
And James and John, the sons of Zebedee, came to him. Teacher, they said, we want you to do for us whatever we ask. So here's James and John. They catch Jesus. They come up to Jesus and they go, Jesus, we need you to do a favor. Do us a favor. He goes, okay, what do you want? Go. They replied, let one of us sit at your right and the other at your left in your glory. He says, listen, let us be your captains. Let, let, let one sit at your right hand, one sit at your left hand when we get to heaven. We're, we're kind of feeling a little full of ourselves and we know, we, we know you kind of like us a lot. So it's like, do us a favor. Let us, when we get to glory, let us sit on both sides of you. Come on. You don't know what you are asking, Jesus, Jesus said. Jesus says, wait a minute, you guys don't even know what you're talking about. Can you drink the cup that I drink or be baptized with the baptism that I'm getting ready to be baptized with? He's saying, well, you asking for some hard stuff, see? You, you don't understand. This thing isn't all bells and whistles and, and balloons and, and, and cake. This, this, is, this is about to get real. Can you drink the cup? And can you deal with the baptism I'm getting ready to have? Talking about the crucifixion. Mm -hmm. Jesus says, man, I wish the earth was on fire. I wish they were all people were already judged. Man, Jesus, come on now, you Jesus. And then he goes, man, you know what? And I'm struggling because I got I to get crucified to make it happen. And then you've seen it. I'm not putting words in his mouth. And Luke, he says, man, I'm struggling with this. Hallelujah, somebody. Yes. You think he was just struggling in the garden? No, he was struggling with it. And he says, man, you guys got, are you, can you do this? Next verse, auntie. We can, they answered. Jesus said to them. It is true, you can. That's the beauty of, I love, well, this is one thing I love about God, Jesus, Holy Spirit. They already know. Yes. You know, know why I love that? Because even when you do wrong, they still know you love them. Yes, yes, yes. Did you catch that? Because they're so all-knowing that they realize that even when you do wrong, I, I, I know deep down you still love me, though. Yes. That, that, amen, baby. That, that's, that's, a, that's, a, that's, that's the saving grace about this thing. He says, even when you get off a little bit, or even when you don't pray like you should, or even though you haven't talked to me in days, I know you still love me. Yes. So Jesus goes, yeah, I know you guys can do it. He, he says, he asked them a question already knowing the answer. Yes. They go, yeah, we can do it. Jesus says, yeah, you're right, you can do it. Yes. Auntie, go further. Jesus said to them, you will drink the cup I drink and be baptized with the baptism I am baptized he with. He says, you're going to be, you're going to drink the cup I drink and you're going to be baptized with the baptism I've been baptized with. Go. But to sit at my right or left is not for me to grant. Yeah. These places belong to those for whom they have been prepared. These places, that's not a, Jesus goes, but whether you're sitting at the right hand or, or, or the left hand, God has prepared those places for ones. He chose, he does that stuff. I don't do that. Amen. Hallelujah, somebody. But get the point. He's saying that, uh, can you deal with the baptism I'm getting ready to deal with? And they go, yeah. He goes, yeah, actually you can. But, but everybody has to take up their cross. Hallelujah, somebody. Yes. See, Jesus right here, he's kind of like, man, I, I, look at first. Let's go back to Luke 12. L let me show you this piece. And, and, and it's like, Jesus, are you okay? You know, you don't, you don't sound fluffy like you normally do. So here's Luke, and then, and then Auntie go. Do you think I came to be peace on earth? Do you think I came to bring peace on earth? 
Yes, the Christmas song says, peace on earth, goodwill towards men. Yeah, you're supposed to bring peace. Luke, in the book of Luke, it says you bring peace on earth, but we never finished that. It doesn't say goodwill towards men. It says to all those that are in right standing with, with God. Mm -hmm. I came to bring peace. He says, do you think I came to bring peace on earth? Until he says, nope. 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 i tell you what, I came to divide everything. Yes. Amen. Jesus, are you okay? Jesus, I can see the disciples going, did he have his coffee or? <laughs> what is wrong with Jesus today? <laughs> he says, I didn't come here to bring peace. That, that's the hard word for me. Jesus, you're a peaceful guy. You, you want it all calm and you want it steady. And you, 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 you want it to be to the good side. You don't, you, you, and Jesus is saying, I didn't come here to bring peace. I, I came here. I came here to make people choose sides. Yes. Why do you think I talk so much? You either love me or you hate me. I, I, I came to bring division about what? Me. See, the thing about this whole God thing. is is. There's no other way to God but Jesus. Amen. Amen. Now, we've invented a whole lot of other ways, and we call them religious practices. Right. And then they're, they're wrapped in packages called denominational thinking. Yes. Yeah. Meaning that, you know, we're Baptist, we're Catholic, we're Lutheran, we're, the, we're this, we're that. And then Jesus comes along and says, no, let me tell you something. Those that are lukewarm, I want nothing to do with you. I'm going to spit you out my mouth. Mm -hmm. He says, you have to just choose a side. Yeah. Jesus came. He says, I didn't come here to, for, to bring peace. I came here to divide everybody. Auntie, read me the next verse. From now on, there will be five in one family divided against each other. I came here to break families up. <sighs> Jesus, are you okay? You don't talk like this. I came here to mess families up. I, I came here to divide them. A family of five will be divided with two of them against the other three. And then I think, wait a minute, that's true because everybody's family members don't believe. That's right, that's right. Amen. So what's happening? They go, well, you see, you're into that God stuff, man, huh? you know? Mm -hmm. So wait a minute, we grew up together. Your brother, and your, your brother and your sister are going, yeah, that's your thing. See, now we're divided. Jesus said, I came to divide people. Yeah. Let me tell you something, guys, let me tell you a secret. Your family's not gonna be your family in heaven. You know that, right? Amen. Okay, Whew. <laughs> People think that heaven is going to be like a, a, a better version of earth. No, it's going to be totally different. Mm -hmm. And then a new heaven and new earth is going to be totally different. Yeah. I, I, just hope, I, I just hope we don't have to pull weeds. <laughs> I get tired of pulling weeds, man. It's like, man, you pull them, they'll be right back. And I'm like, man, Adam, see, I blame Adam. See, Adam? <laughs> God says, let there be thorns and thistles that grow up and weeds that grow up against the, with the stuff you want. Right. And I'm going, man, see, this is messed up. I'm pulling weeds because Adam. <laughs> <laughs> he says, I came.
to divide your families up. I, I came to make everybody choose. Choose me or choose that. Choose life or choose death. Choose, choose, choose. It's all about me. Yes. And, I, and now I know you're thinking, man, I just, this has been one of the best dinner dates I've had in a long time. <laughs> Jesus says, if you love me, you'll do what I tell you. What kind of controlling madman is this? And he's going, listen, I came here to divide you. I, I, didn't, came, I didn't come to bring peace. I don't care what that song says. Mm -hmm. I didn't come here to bring peace. I came here to tear your family up. No, that's not what we teach in church. So we teach that when Jesus comes in your life, he heals your family. And I'm saying he does. Amen, somebody. Amen. But what I'm saying is, think about how divided your family is. Mm -hmm. You got some that love God and you got some that, you know, they, they, they think it's okay. And let me tell you something. Just thinking he's okay is not going to be, it's not going to be good. If you're neutral or casual about Jesus, man, you're in trouble. And I hate saying this stuff because it sounds so exclusive and it sounds so judging and I'm going, but it's not me, it's not me. Don't hit me, don't be mad at me. It's, it's, it's totally the Bible. Amen. He says if you're neutral or you're casual, then, then I'm not gonna have anything to do with you. You're gonna stand up before me and I'm gonna say, I don't know who you are. Mm -hmm. what, do you, what do you mean, why, because of all the wrong I've done? No, because you're neutral and you're casual. Why? Because I don't do everything right. Nobody does everything right. I know. It's not that. It's because you're neutral and you're casual. Mm -hmm. you gotta, you got to love me. You gotta, in order to get, to, why is Jesus so self-centered? Because he's saying, listen, because I'm the penalty payer. I'm going on the cross to pay your penalty. Amen. So if I'm paying your bill, you have to come out with me. Yes. If you don't come hang out with me, if you don't go to dinner with me and I'm paying the bill, then you won't eat. So that means that you won't enter the kingdom if you don't come with me. Yes. I'm paying the bill for your sin. So how are you going to get around it? Yes. Auntie, I came to divide your families up. Jesus, I didn't come here for peace. I didn't come here to bring peace. Mm-hmm. Jesus, see, verse 53 says, fathers and sons will turn against one another and mothers and daughters will do the same. Mother-in-law and daughters-in-law will also turn against each other. He said, it's going to be all messed up. A mother and her daughter will be divided. A daughter will turn against a mother. A mother will turn against a daughter. Mother, he's like, man, I'm just going to tear it all up. I, I, I know you think that you, I came here to make sure everybody's family is warm and fuzzy. No, I came here to tear your family apart. Mm. To make you choose from who you're going to serve, me or not. Amen. And I'm like, this is too hard. It doesn't sound like you. Amen. I don't want to preach this. They're not going to be happy. It's a happy day. And I, and I hear the Lord going, man, we're trying to save souls, man. Amen. Amen. And I'm tired. This is what I, I mean, I was, I was, man, I was in heavy prayer the other day. And, and, and man, I, I mean, to the point where I was sweating, I was so distressed. 
And I heard, I heard the Lord saying, um, people honor me with their lips, but their hearts are far from me. Mm, my Lord, mercy. And, and, and we can gather and we can put on the right clothes and we can present the right case and we can hug and we can do all those things. And trust me, I'm not, this is not a judgmental statement at all. But, but God is like, I see everything. Yes, he does. Now, the beauty of that is when we do things that, that are wrong, God, he, he fixes that. But it, nobody's more worried about what, the way we think. That's why I've been on this thinking thing. Remember, I just took you through two weeks of how we think. Mm-hmm. Let me tell you why. Because Jesus is, has did provision. God has done provision for our sin problem because we sin all the time. Everybody say amen. Amen. Okay, I'll, I sin all the time. I'll just say me. So throw tomatoes at me because I'm a sinner. I sin all the time. And so God has provision for my sin. Mm-hmm. Now, that's not justification, just provision. That's right. But then you know what he does to try to get to the root of it? He goes, now talk to me about what you're thinking. Amen. Amen. See, my thing is, we go to God and we say, God, forgive us. He says, oh, that's fine. But I, but I need you to repent. I need you to. Remember when they brought the woman to Jesus and they got ready to stone her. And Jesus goes, hey, you know, they, they got done and all the, all the stoners went away. They, nobody stoned her. And then Jesus stood up and goes, where is all your accusers? She goes, they, go, they, they left. And he goes, okay, well, I'm not accusing you. She, said, she goes, really? And then she goes to walk up and he goes, hold, hold on a second though. But you got to change how you think. Yeah, yeah. I'm tired of people saying they love me, but they don't. Mm. I'm tired of people saying they trust me, but they don't. I'm tired of people saying they believe in me, but they don't. So I've come to straighten that out. I've come to find out who's on the Lord's side. Remember when Moses came down when he was up in the mountain? Mm-hmm. And then the people had built a calf? Mm-hmm. And then what did Moses say? Who's ever on the Lord's side? You better step over here. Because mm-hmm. everybody didn't participate. And then what happens to the ones who didn't step over there? destroy it. Actually, go to Revelations real quick. Revelations chapter 20. So what, the, what, are, what, what devise? Well, what devise is me. It's, it's, I'm, I've, I've come not trying to divide, just my presence is dividing people. Because now you cannot be neutral, you cannot be casual. Amen. And people think that I can casually say I know the Lord, but I really haven't given my life to him. But I, but I do believe, because most people believe. If we, did a, if we took off around the neighborhood and asked people if they believe in God, majority of them are going to say yes. Mm-hmm. And I'm not here to judge them. Maybe they do. But I'm saying that, that but Jesus, remember what we talked earlier, but he knows. Amen. The Bible says that God says, I ponder the hearts of men. 
He says, yeah, I know what you're saying, but I, I look at your heart, though. Your heart is what I look at. I look at what you think, not what you say. Mm-hmm. I, look, I look at not what necessarily what you're doing, but what you think about what you're doing. Mm-hmm. Okay, Revelation. Now, here's the writer. He's saying, then I saw a great white throne, and him who was seated on it, unto you go. The earth and the heavens fled from his presence. He was so, th- whoever was, was sitting on it, the earth and the heavens just parted. They fled from his presence. Go. And there was no place for them. All right. And I saw the dead, great and small, standing before the throne, and books were opened. And so we always talk about the book of life, but it's going to be other books. Mm-hmm. It says, standing before the throne, and the books were opened. Another book was opened, which was the book of life. The dead were judged according to what they had done as recorded in these books. Everybody will give an account for what you've done. Now here's the thing, good and bad. Yeah. See, we have an account book and then we have the book of life. Amen. We have the account of your life. What, what, and, and man, that's a whole lot of recording, think about it. I know I got a, I got graphic novels. <laughs> you know, good and bad. Good and bad. He says, well, everyone has to give an account. Wait a minute, well, what was all that cross stuff? We'll get to that, but, but the thing here's what I want to see. I want to see, well, with the life I gave you, what did you do with it? With the gifts I gave you, with the talents I gave you, with all these things that I gave you, what did you do with it? Here's the key. For me. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I, uh, I took care of my family. Uh, I got them to grow up. I got them through teenage years. That was tough. And then, you know, I got them to college. We bought their first car. We go on vacations. We live in the suburbs. You know, we do what I mean. And, 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 then, and then I can see the, the, the fact checkers going, yeah, they did that. They did. And, and God is saying, okay, that's cool, but let's get to the heart of it. What, keep going, keep going. Well, then my kids had grandkids, and then I picked them up from school, took care of them, babysat them so, too much, actually. <laughs> and then I, you know, and then I, we grew old, we, we grew old, and then, and then I kind of died. And now I'm here. And, I, and, and, then I, <laughs> and then God is going, man, I, I got to do this. I, I got I to gotta judge you according to what you've done according to what's been recorded in the books. These are hard to teach. That's true. Because one, they don't pack churches. Stuff like that. But I'm thinking it should. Because really, this is giving you your way out. Mm -hmm. On to read me further. The sea gave up the dead that were in it, and death and Hades gave up the dead that were in them. Okay, people who died at sea, they gave up the dead so they can be judged. And then it says, <laughs> so they can be judged according to what they have done. Next verse. Then death and Hades were thrown into the lake of fire. Now see, death, because now God's present, there will be no more death. So death actually got thrown into the lake. Hallelujah. Mm-hmm. And then Hades, which is the holding tank until Jesus comes back or called hell, we don't need that no more. So that's thrown into the lake too. 
The lake of fire is the second death. See, we have the earthly death, and, but think about it, your soul's not going to die. Mm-hmm. Your spirit is going to go back to where it belongs. It goes back to God. Your soul is neutral. It, it, it can go either way. And then your body goes back to the earth where it belongs. Yeah. So the first death is here on earth. The second death is at the judgment seat. Mm-hmm. When the burial ground will be the lake of fire. Because there will be no more death and there will be no more need for hell. So all that's getting thrown into the lake too. The lake is like this big garbage can for everything that's anti-God. He's just going to throw it all in there. Mm-hmm. Satan included. Amen. People think that Satan's going to be in hell on a big throne with a pitchfork laughing. Nope, he's going to be burning like everybody else. That's why he wants us there. Amen. That's right. So there's two deaths. There's the death we're going to occur here, and then there's the death we're going to see at the judgment seat. Auntie, go. Anyone whose name was not found written in the book of life was thrown into the lake of fire. So listen, anyone whose name was not found written in this other book, but wait a minute, I didn't do everything right. I know. But how do you, this won't, this, this is just you getting an account. You're paying an account for what you did or did not do. But this one right here is the important one. Because this one right here helps you out here. You didn't do much, but one thing you did do is your name is written in this book. That's your way out. Amen. For everybody who's not doing anything for the Lord. And I'm not talking about standing up here. You know, I'm not talking about that. I'm not talking about you know, uh, uh, being some minister. I'm not talking about that. I'm just talking about being salt and light. Amen. I'm talking about uh, uh, helping with the divisions in your family. I, I, I'm talking about just trying to be the best example we can be. I'm talking about keeping your mind. Man, I've been, oh man, I've just been tussling with my thinking, man. Me too. Because you know why? Satan wants me to take my ball and go home. Because he knows I'm capable of it. I remember back as a kid playing Little League Baseball, and man, and, and, I, and I don't know how, but I always usually played on good teams, but the, the, the occasions when I didn't, oh man, we were losing? Oh man, I would sit on the bench and be like, I don't even want to play no more. And I can remember one of my old coaches came over, well, you going to take your ball and go home? Yes! <laughs> I'm going to sit through this. If I feel like I'm getting nothing out of it, or if I'm or if I feel like it's for no reason at all or no good's coming out, why am I playing? I don't want to play. And then, and then it's going, and then Satan comes along and goes, man, how do you feel about people? I struggle with them. I struggle with them, and then they, they affect me, and then, you know, I start thinking crazy. People get on my nerves. What do you love about church? The people. What do you hate about church? The people. <laughs> and I love you guys. <laughs> I think people are some of the most self-centered, wretched things. Amen. I love. <laughs> Is that Theo? 
just some, I, I love it. They just, just I mean, they, they, people are so, oh, man. Oh, man. Oh, man. People, people love to see you hurt, love to see. And then the Lord goes, you sound like the prophet at the cave. Hmm. Where everybody's bowed and need to bail. Everybody's turned from me. Really? You believe that? And I go, no, I don't believe that. Why? I know too many good people. Amen. Don't let the one or two bad people get your mind off of all the good people. Amen. Oh, yeah. Because this group is going to way outnumber that group. Hallelujah, somebody. Hallelujah. Because I believe the presence of God really works in someone's heart. And it really works in someone's spirit if the presence of God actually has come into it. And then what happens? Then you can't be neutral. So then what happens? So God opens up your hood, called you who you are, and he starts tinkering in there to make you this new creature. Mm-hmm. That you respond differently and you handle things differently and you stay strong even though you, deep down you, you feel like you're melting away. Then you mount up with wings and then he brings power and he, so the Holy Spirit comes and then Jesus comes and then angels come and they minister to you. So then life, man, doesn't get any easier. But the way you think about it gets easier. And then it begins to affect life being actually easier. So he goes, listen, death's going to get in there. We don't, need, we don't need hell no more. I'm going to throw that in there. I'm throwing all the demonic forces. Demonic. I'm throwing all the demonic forces. <laughs> and Satan himself, they're going in. Yeah. Everybody that was on their side are going in. And then I'm going to open up this other book, and I'm going to go, okay, well, you, you, let's go over what you did, okay, or what you didn't do. All right, okay. <laughs> And then let's go, let's go, okay, but here's the important one. Do you see uh, this name in there? And then whoever the bookkeeper is is going to go, yep, it's right here. Or enter in. Amen. Hallelujah. Wait, do you see this name? They're going to go, I don't see that one. What did Jesus, the writer says Jesus has come with this pitchfork and he's going to stick it into the hay and what they do and and they put, Mike does hay, he pulls the hay up and then all the stuff that, that's worth keeping stays on the fork, and all the other garbage just falls to the ground. Paul, John the Baptist, who was, if you think about it, he was quite a personable guy. <laughs> John the Baptist was so harsh. He goes, man, Jesus is going to come. He's going to stick his fork in everybody, and then when he pulls the fork up, those of you who believe will stay on the fork. The garbage is going to fall to the ground. He's going to put you in the barn. He's going to put you in the garbage. You guys okay? You guys listening, huh? Yeah. Choose ye this day who you will serve. Don't let nothing or nobody derail that. Amen. Because you got to realize Jesus came to divide us. He says, if your eyes offend me, they, they, they keep you, pluck them out. If your hands, cut them off. That's how important I am. So there's people you got to cut off, 
There's situations you got to walk away from. And, and, and man, it's just, it's just, what is that doing? Well, that's anything that keeps me from him. Uh, I, gotta, I, I can't do it. And, and Jesus is saying, yes, I'm the most important thing on this date. But enough about you. What do you think about me? Aren't I great? I know why I'm great. Not because I think I'm all that, but because I'm the only way to your salvation. Amen. And it's so exclusive, and that's why people hate Christianity. Because they go, no, it can't just be like that. And I go, okay. Maybe it's not. Maybe you can, maybe you can just be a good person. But first of all, have you ever seen one? <laughs> I don't know no good people. Though I'm throwing myself in there too. <laughs> I don't know any good people. I'm talking about good to the core. I'm not mostly. I'm not talking about mostly good. I know mostly good people. I know occasionally good. <laughs> I know more often good people, but just a good person, they don't exist. So what happens is, think about it, he says, so you don't have to be perfect, you have to rely on the person that is perfect. And Jesus is like, I'm perfect. And can you imagine being on a date with someone like that? This guy is just talking about, this guy thinks he's, and Jesus is trying to save your life. Amen. Amen. What am I saying? Well, you heard me. <laughs> Jesus didn't come here for peace. He came here to make everybody choose a side. And some people that won't choose that side, you love. Amen. And then people think, well, if I'm, if I, if I'm one of them Christian people, then that means I don't. I, I, I got to follow all these rules and regulations. And I go, what rules? What regulations? What rules and regulations do we have to follow? I really believe when the glory of God splashes upon your life, you just won't be the same. Amen. I didn't get a list of rules when I came to Jesus. Okay, let me put these rules down. I can't do this, can't do this. Got to do this, got to do that, got to do this. No, what happens is you, you, you come into the knowledge of Christ and you realize something. You realize that I am a sinner in need of a Savior. And then, but God, thankfully, that's what Christmas was about. And he came here, and now he's going to take on this pain that I'm supposed to take because of the mistake that Adam and Eve made. And so now Jesus is now taking away that for me. So I'm going to go on his car blancheness. That, that's going to get me through. So that's why he's talking about himself so much. Because he's the only way. And then some people go, he can't be the only way. Okay, so if he's not the only way, then why did he die? Amen. If you could just be good, first of all, I'm going to say you're not going to win that. You're not going to be good enough. And then if you, could just not, if you could just not get arrested, okay, that's not going to be good enough. You have to be cleansed from all unrighteousness. And only blood that can do that is the blood of Christ, man. Amen. I'm not taking my ball and going home. You know why? Because I owe, I owe God everything. Amen. I owe Jesus everything. Amen. I owe the Holy Spirit everything. Amen. 
So that means I got to stay here another winter? <laughs> if I tell you. Yeah, I got people try to kill me. I know. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah. So we see it in the book of Revelation. It says, anyone whose name, auntie, anyone whose name it was not found written in the book of life, well, but what about me? I, I didn't really do that bad. I paid my taxes. I raised my kids. We stayed married for 44 years. So? Well, wait a minute, you don't understand. I, I, I went to work, retired. I worked there for 40 years and did my retirement, put money up and, and took care of my family and so? Wait a minute, I'm not racist. I straightened that out. <laughs> I think everybody's racist, man. They really do, to a point. I'm done. I ain't talking, see? I'm talking about everybody, not just white folks. Poor white folks. I feel bad for the white folks sometimes. Because, <laughs> man, you suckers get labeled as racist all the time. But let me tell you something. There's a lot of people of color that are racist as heck. That's true. Almost said hell. <laughs> so racist. And it's like, man, why are you so racist? And the beauty of us being all different. It's because it shows the glory of God. How boring would it be if everybody was the same? Amen. It'd be so boring. I love, I love it. I just give me everything. Give me some people I like not even knowing what they are. But the fact that we notice there's something, oh, we're a little, we're a little. <laughs> what are you? We were at uh, Julian's birthday party, we were at David Buster's, we got all these kids running around. And and, and uh, we had this cake box. And we couldn't get it open, and, and uh, so Angela's like, I don't have nothing to get it open with. I'm like, I ain't got nothing either. And then one of our friends was there, and her boyfriend was there, and, and don't record this myself. And, uh, and so it, it, he was Mexican, and so she goes, he's got a knife. <laughs> and I went, man, that's racist, man. <laughs> but I knew he had one. <laughs> What you guys think that was funny? <laughs> Why you got a knife at David Buster's anyway uh, to open the cupcakes? <laughs> Why did you go there, Kenny? I'm totally lost now. <laughs> but what I'm saying is, it's like, man, heaven will not be just one people. He heaven is going to be amazing. Yes. Amazingly holy. Yes, yes. With no sin. No, I can't imagine that. I tell you what, though, no matter what, nobody on earth or hell or heaven says, I want to be there. Amen. And I realize something. I won't be there because of, I'm, I'm, of my perfection. I'm going to be there because of my belief. Amen. And then what am I going to do? I'm going to try, because I do believe, to work towards my perfection. That, that's how this thing works. Amen. So my thing is because why? I got to get my name written in blood in that book. Yes. So yes, you got to give account for your deeds. And my, when I go to heaven, they're going to look at what I do, and that will determine get me getting into heaven. Yes, they're going to look at what you do and what you've done, and good and bad. But then the other book is going to open, and you better hope your name is in it. Amen. That's how this thing works. Amen. Everybody say, in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Come on, huh?
get to the little party we got. Good to see Vaughn. I miss Vaughn. Amen. We've had people leave here, and I'm going to tell you, I don't miss any of them. There's only one person I ever bring up that left here, and that was Vaughn. She was one of my prayer partners. 